some of this tea. You can go ahead and start. I'm just, you're going to be doing tons of editing today. I don't know that I am going to be doing tons of editing today. Okay. Because I might just absolve myself of that responsibility up top. Okay. Um, okay. So, hey, what's up? Oh, yeah. Cool. That's a, that's a good way to start. I, I got to get some throat. We're going to get, get some in. good tea in there. Yeah, that's fine. Cover up like my, my, uh, my sores in my mouth. Yeah, no worries. So, hey, hi, w- welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. Uh, it's a it's a podcast. I, you, you've thrown me you've thrown me off with the sip. I got sidetracked. Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Graham, joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send into us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question. We honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be tastemakers or uh, make objective value judgments or be professional critics. We leave that up to you, dear listener. Uh, if you like something, even if we diss it, please go out and support it. See bands, uh, see bands in a live setting, buy merchandise, buy records. Uh, the format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven of them per episode to listen to. If you want to submit music to us, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Levi, Levi and Jonathan for subscribing to the Patreon. If you want to become a, a Patreon subscriber, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Um, sorry that we haven't gotten one up, but as I'm about to cover here, Nate has been sick for a little bit. So our initial plans to get together and record last week uh, didn't happen. So they'll pan out at some point in the near future. Um, so For uh, sure. For sure. Definitely this time. No doubt. Nothing can get in our way. In the coming week or so, we will for sure get together and finally record part three of our three-part hardcore, year in hardcore 1981 series. But, and then some. And then some. Yes. Maybe we'll just do a marathon session. Maybe we'll bank two. We'll I get think, that well, one. I, I, yeah, I think we yeah, should. You know? we, we, we actually do owe it. We literally owe it to people. I yes. feel bad. <laughs> yes, I know. I genuinely feel bad for sure. Um, the fact that people have subscribed in the interim while we have been not able to get this up, it makes me feel genuinely bad. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, again, last week we were talking about, or last time, we will never be successful at anything. Right, sure. Right. In this case, though, you know, it it is for a, a legitimate reason. Yeah. You were sick. We really couldn't do it. So I apologize to anybody, everybody who subscribes for dragging our asses on that. I will also just say up top, I'm going to absolve myself of editing out <laughs> <laughs> many of the sounds. I think we're, it's going to, because of Nate's uh, still, his, he's still in recovery. Um, 
there's going to be more sounds than normal. And I already go through and, and remove a lot of throat clears uh, and things of that nature. This episode, you're just going to get some coughs, some sneezes, some gurgles, some sniffles, and some throat clears. It's just going to come along with the territory. View it as like a fully immersive uh, listening experience. It's going to be like you're right here in the room with us. Otherwise, it's just going to be too work intensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're playing with fire tonight. Yeah, in terms of I might get sick. I have sick. tested negative on many COVID tests. Yeah. I don't think I have COVID, uh-huh. but boy, have I been sick. Yeah, I'll be all right. Since Friday, my head, I said, has been a river of yellow goo. Yeah. Hand, sure. Handfuls of stuff coming out of my face. Yeah, hopefully I don't get sick. But uh, if I do, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I don't like being sick, but if uh, but if it happens, it happens. So uh, let's, uh, I don't really have a whole lot up top. I, I guess there is only one thing that I wanted, what, what's D. that? D.H. Peligro's dead. That, yes, D.H. Peligro is dead. That's, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a, a superior hardcore drummer. Uh, when, I, when I got the news that he passed, I watched the, uh, the video that I tout often, which is like the live studio session mm-hmm. of them doing uh, In God We Trust, Inc., and uh, yeah, the, about as solid as a, a, about as solid a punk and hardcore drummer as you could ever hope to yeah. encounter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so other than that, the only the only thing I was going to say is that up top, I, I usually make an attempt to to sort of to justify what we do here by saying, hey, we're not trying to be tastemakers. Uh, our opinions are not things that you should take seriously. We just can't help but to talk about these things because it's the kind of blowhard people that we are. Um, the, the thing that I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show explicitly that I think is also important to note is that. We're discussing a genre, largely genres, punk, hardcore, metal, and stuff in that general wheelhouse that I think fundamentally is impossible to actually capture on record. And we intimate that in various ways when we talk about bands and say things like, maybe this would translate better live, maybe I would enjoy this more if I had a pre-existing connection to it or if the energy in the room was really good. There's plenty of times where we would say, I wouldn't even necessarily like this live, but I would like to see how kids react to it. I think punk and hardcore punk specifically is a genre that's like so reliant upon circumstantial factors that play into your live experience of the band that even if you're capturing a band note for note on record, it's impossible to create a one-to-one experience with what it's like to be in a room watching a hardcore band play live. And I don't know that's a thing that I've ever said explicitly on this show. I think it's implied. I think it is implicit. Uh, but I just wanted to say it explicitly one time because it's just not anything that I've, I've mentioned before, I don't think. I don't think either of us have really mentioned that in an out-front way. And I just wanted to... I was thinking about that this week for whatever reason, was that, you know, I, I listened to a genre that fundamentally can't really be captured on record, which is kind of an interesting phenomenon in unto itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess because it's more than simply the sound, right? Right, sure. I mean, all the fucking, like, self-actualization and, like, you know, all that sort of shit aside. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the chaos of it. Right, exactly, yeah. Right. Right, the mindset of it is play, and and the visual when it's good, the 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 imagery and the visual of it is just for as sure. important. Um, I think that's probably right. I don't know. You might be able to say that for pretty much any performance artist, though. Sure, yeah. I think that you could def like from my perspective, you could definitely make that case. For instance, for like, um, like symphonic music and or- sure. orchestral music. Yeah, I agree. Like, I really don't care to listen to classical music on recording. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I mean, I'm certainly not an ultra high fidelity person and I don't certainly have the ear for it to go through and like, you know, that where it'd be worthwhile yeah, no, to no, have no. super hi-fi shit. Sure. But like seeing it live, I'm yeah. always down to go see an orchestra live. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way for sure. You yeah, there, certainly I'm not implying that that hardcore and punk are the only genres to which that applies. But I think it applies uh, more broadly within the context of punk and hardcore than in any other sort of specific subgenre of music or art. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just felt like mentioning it up top. Uh, other than that, I really don't have anything else. The only other note that I had here was really bitter about cigarette smokers. Oh uh, yeah, which well, I don't. We were talking about because um, I think it was because after our the last show, mm-hmm. um, we had mentioned about how. Well, I know that I was having a conversation with a couple of folks um, uh, about it, like how wild it is that cigarette smoking is like making kind of a comeback. It is weird. Yeah. It's really strange. And I guess my thing was just like my, my beef with it for the longest time has been that I think it was big. Oh, this is why it's because I was watching a podcast, uh, like, a, a I was watching a, a video recording of a podcast and the person whose studio it was and whose podcast it was just lit up a cigarette. And I was just thinking like, if I were in that situation, I would have no choice because I am genuinely very allergic to secondhand smoke. And it, it makes me choke in a way that makes it very difficult for me to communicate when I'm actively breathing it in. I would have no choice but to say like, yo, could you not smoke in here? And then I started making myself mad about this fake scenario in which I was on yeah, a podcast I'm getting in mad which, just thinking in which I would have to ask somebody to not smoke a cigarette in an enclosed space with, with me. Was the smoker a guest in the podcast or was it their podcast? It was their podcast. Yeah, I, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to fuck off until you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear this shit out. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if I come back. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just like the the sheer audacity of somebody subjecting you to poison. I know. I <laughs> to know. poison air. Believe know? me, like, I, I, used to, I used to fucking see, like just stew about that. Even yeah. when I was like, you know, even even in the '90s and '80s when I was a kid. Yeah, sure. In like subject to it. Absolutely, like when my parents used to. And smoke it was inescapable. Yeah. And, and people thought, well, and people thought, well, it's perfectly natural to smoke everywhere in all circumstances, yeah. everywhere you go. What what could be more natural than smoking? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just right. I'm that, tired. That of- certainly takes. That certainly has to take priority over actually like breathing clean air. Yeah. I'm just. I'm tired of kowtowing to the smokers. Well, we haven't in a long time, and I'm not we about ha- to. We haven't, no. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that we should I don't think we should let them fucking stick their foot in the door. They, they kicked and screamed back in the early aughts yeah. with smokers' rights when mm-hmm. the hammer started to fall on smoking indoors. Yeah. Right? Yes. I think that they should be fucking chided and shunned and ridiculed and mocked. Yeah. I think they should be fucking mocked until they hack themselves into a fucking grave. <laughs> you got cancer from smoking? Ha, 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 And, yo, if you're getting Everybody it- told you it fucking happened. The fucking package itself tells yeah. you that's going to happen. Oh, no, I got cancer from smoking. <laughs> it's also linked to bladder cancer. You know, my dad's got bladder cancer probably from years of smoking. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know, heart disease. Sure. You fucking stink. Yeah. You look like a fucking slob. I don't care who you think you are. You sure as shit ain't James Dean. No, <laughs> no, you're not. And this is not 1965, man. Yeah. And furthermore, if you do smoke, that's fine. It's your adult right to do so. I'm not going to try to dictate what you put in in your body, but it should be your private shame. You should do it 
in your own quarters, if in your own th- car. If there's one thing that can be said about like vaping, yeah, they seem to like understand that it looks retarded. Yes, for sure. And right. they kind of like yeah, cover yeah you kind of cover it up and like blow it at the ground. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, for right. sure. Right. And at least that stuff smells like bad candy. Or oh, something. it does. I hate it. Don't. I, I, I don't not, like it. No. no, I don't like it by any stretch of the imagination. But. uh but yeah, man, like just the fact that there are people who still like adult <laughs> people who still have the audacity when we're like standing outside together to just light up a cigarette next to me. Yeah. Like, are you fucking insane, right. dude? And that's talk like at if, me. That's like if I just lit a piece of like treated wood on fire and just held it under your nose while we talked. Right. Fuck you. Right. Suck my dick. Right. I'm going to start getting real serious about it. Right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm reverting. I'm yeah. going back. I'm getting hardline again. Okay. I'm going to go just like, hey, Get man, shit out can of my you face. not fucking smoke that Get in that my shit face? shit out of my face. Fucking face. Yeah, it's psychotic, dude. It's you psychotic. Know? I'm not kowtowing. Hey, I like to picking my nose. I'm gonna rub these on you. Hold yeah, on, just a second. Right. Yeah, for sure. You don't man. mind if I get this shit on you, do you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. Hold on, let me let me blast this snot out of my fucking nose. Oh, sorry, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that right in your fucking face. Yeah, man, it's no good. I'm not with it. I'm not gonna entertain it anymore. I'm done with smoking. Right, right. Demo, listen, the anti-smoking podcast. Absolutely. Just say no. Absolutely. That's all I have. Okay. So yeah. you want to just jump into it? Well, I well, wanted I wanted to revisit something that we listened to last week. Uh huh. And just give my wholehearted thumbs up for. Okay. That chat pile record is oh. really, really fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. 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 I wanted to I wanted to revisit that as well because so uh, Mike and Scott from the first seven inch club. They hit me up. Uh, well, Mike did specifically and said, yeah, like I listened to that record as well. Uh, I pretty much felt the exact same way that you guys did about it. Like the few things I didn't like were eclipsed by the stuff that I really did like. And it was so good that I, I could forgive it. But he did point out and I checked out some live footage that the vocalist appears to be doing some sort of like in the live footage that I saw anyway, some sort of like very kind of like disaffected, almost trolly kind of like, right. you know what I so, mean? Yeah. And I was going to make that point because I, I kind of think actually, cause I, I list, I've listened to the whole record a couple, well, like three times yeah. since last week. Um, once out of curiosity and then the other two times like this fucking rips. Yeah. Um, or it crushes actually. Um, I think we actually listened to the worst song on the record. Yeah, that's probably true. The yeah. second song, mm-hmm. Why? Yes. Fucking hell. Yeah, it goes. That one actually absolutely fucking smashes. And it's like such a simple, succinct, like, um, concept. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's like, why, why, why should people live outside? Sure. Why should people live outside in the cold? Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's what I want to fucking scream yes. with my fucking... My, my my hands clenched around the throat of every goddamn aristocrat in the fucking planet. Indeed. You know, as they fail to come up with a reasonable explanation that doesn't just, you know, fall apart under scrutiny. Sure. And then fail to breathe, right? Yes. As they, as they fall into unconsciousness. Yeah, that would be cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it had me feeling a fucking way. And then I revisited it again, like today on my drive home from work. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking good, man. And... It just crushes the whole way through. That's that's one of my favorite records this year. Yeah, it's really, really good. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to do that and I forgot to make a note of it. So before we get into the queue, we've got another uh, we've got another demo listen exclusive. You don't you're not exposed enough to contemporary rap of the last ten years to know about real trap shit and like Trapaholics Anonymous. I know what trap is, but right. I don't know about real trap shit. Yes, you you don't know about the drops. You don't know about those vocal drops specifically that go 
usually at the top of a beat, like there's a, a classic, damn son, where'd you find this? That's one that appeared on many trap songs. Like there's, a joke? Is no, this, it, it had to start as a joke. I, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm sure the people involved know that it is funny. Yes, but it, 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 it's like a vocal tag that appears on like various different raps, rap songs of the last decade or so. And I dropped a like a, a real trap shit last week. And uh, somebody uh, requested that we, drop, we do a real trap shit or a similar drop before every Demolist and exclusive premiere. So there you go. So, you so, just got the whole sample pack. Right. You can just cut those out and use them. I was going to say, we, 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 you can cut them That's out. what I was going to say. I can just cut them out and throw them on the sample pack. So from now on, I can hit them with the air horn and like the real trap shit. Yeah. So uh, so we got something We got something from uh, Convulse Records. <laughs> Convulse sends stuff over to us every once in a while. Uh, they are always kind enough to include a, a little free download with it as well, so we don't have to pay for the thing that we're playing on the show. So shout out to you, Adam. Salute. I appreciate that you're doing that. We've got uh, we've got a new song from uh, from the band Compassion. So my my internet buddy Spencer plays in this band. Spencer also plays in another Convulse Records band called uh, SWAT, Sex with the Terrorist, that a couple other people that I know and I'm friendly with. We had them on the show. We had on the show and mm -hmm. liked a lot. Mm -hmm. Compassion, we had we had Compassion on the show a couple years ago, I want to say. Um, they are like, uh, you know, they're like a fast core, like power violence-y band. Um, their new record, Pacing Animal, is a, I hate to say it, it's a single-sided 12-inch. <laughs> it's a single-sided 12-inch. Hold on, how many minutes is it? It's probably not many because the songs that are available off of the... There are eight, eight, eight tracks. There are eight tracks, and the songs that are available currently are 44 seconds, 50 seconds, and one minute. So it's not looking good for the run time. It's not even, it's not even a single-sided seven-inch. It's not even a single-sided seven-inch based on those run times. Right. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I, I'm, I'm going to say if each song averages eight minutes, then there you go. You have a seven-inch worth. Or like if each song averages a minute and there's eight songs overall... You can you got just about one side of a seven inch. Yeah, you're right. Yes, of a thirty-three sure. seven inch. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yes. So, so it's not looking good for justifying the wax that this is occupying. But I haven't listened to the music yet. It's probably good. I think we liked the last compassion stuff. Uh, I like other stuff that Spencer's been involved with. Uh, I think Adam wanted to listen us, uh, us to listen to the title track off of this, which happens to be the last track on the record too. So we're gonna listen to Pacing Animal off of the LP, the single-sided LP of the same name by the band Compassion. We just heard Pacing Animal off of the single-sided LP of the same name by the band Compassion. 
which is coming out, I think, let's see, let's see what the official release date is. November 18th on Convulse Records. Convulse pretty consistently puts out stuff, as I've mentioned on the show before, as we've both mentioned. Even if uh, if something that they put out isn't exactly to my taste, it's always of a, a certain uh, pedigree, a certain degree of quality. I think uh, no difference here. That was real, that was real solid. No, that was really good. Sounded great. Had a, a, a really, it had a, a almost what I felt like was a, a perfect balance of just that blown out distortedness. Yes, I agree. Right. But enough clarity that you could make out what the fuck was going on. Yep. That slower, crunchier part at the end, that was a good stomper way to go out. Yes. And the crunch over the blast beat is, mm-hmm. a, is also a classic move. These yep. are people that are very uh, well studied in terms of the form that they're trying to replicate. And they didn't fuck around with some of the common, um, I guess, uh, ill-fated tropes sure right Agreed. no no goofiness here no not at all keep it angry keep it fucking short and fucking go yeah here's the thing we talked about um well at the beginning yeah. right can you actually ca- capture punk right on record yes this is a good example right i think that i i have tons of this shit right i love this shit yes right you may not think so because I talk so much shit on it, but as sure. we always say, it's because we love it so much. Right. We have such a high fucking standard. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I mean, I just listened to the Crossed Out discography like three days ago. Right. Um, but it, this stuff rarely fails. It, it rarely succeeds in like capturing the pure fury that playing this stuff live can be. Uh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It rarely succeeds. I don't know if this quite did it because, again, it, all, it depends on... It, you know, like when, when I when we used to play this sort of stuff, I I like to think of myself as like inflicting ourselves. Sure, yeah, right, absolutely upon whoever was nearest. Yeah, right, yeah. not entertaining. Right, I'm not there to entertain. I don't care if you fucking like it. Yeah, right. I don't even care if you fucking watch. Sure, I got to get this shit off of my chest. Right, and I'm gonna inflict myself on you for eleven minutes. Yeah, I li- I like this this type of music in a live se- uh, a live setting to feel like an imposition on yes. the audience. Yes, yes, it should be thoroughly unpleasant. Yeah, for sure. And either you're down for that or you're not. Right. I felt like this was pretty good recording wise in capturing that. This certainly is an easy listening music. Right. Right. And it avoided the fucking tropes. Yeah. Um. But man, give me more. Yes, yeah, give me more than eight songs clocking in a minute. Come on. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. I feel like with this style of music. And and these songs are easy to write. There's only a few ways you can go. Right. They all sound the fucking same anyway. Every single fucking song is just pure unabashed vitriol. Yeah. Right? Just get the nastiest, filthiest shit you can get out of your fucking windpipe. Yeah. On record. Yeah, write 12 songs, put them on a 7-inch, that's right. all good. Every single song is the same goddamn thing. Right. Just get it over with. <laughs> sure, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. The eight songs on a single-sided 12-inch, it, it gives me pause, certainly. It's it's a little bit much for me, <laughs> but the music was really good. Very, very well executed. Uh, you can't... Yeah. Get, I, th- I don't think you can do this form a whole lot better than that. That was an excellent modern example of that. Uh, and again, as we as we stated the last time, we had something very good like this on the show last week. Uh, you know, it's something that, that often comes across, across our desk and doesn't impress us at all. It's nice to see recently an uptick in the number of bands that are getting this right. Yeah, I that thought, groin I stuff I thought the groin good. stuff yep. was really good. Yep. Uh, that's another record. The whole record is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is sick. I will check it out and listen to the whole thing when it comes out, and inevitably 
uh, not purchase it because, <laughs> <laughs> because of the format, you know. Yeah. But, well, I'll but snap I'll, it up if I see them live. Yeah, if I see it live, for sure, I will pick up a copy of this. Right. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen because I think, you know, Spencer is like a working a working actor, and I don't know if he's – I don't think he's actively living in New York anymore. I think he's out on the West Coast now, and this was a New York-based po- right. project. Right. I could be wrong about that. That's it. This is the last eight songs you're going to get. That's it, before Spencer breaks big. That's right. He's already been in uh, – what, uh, what's that fucking – that motorcycle show, uh, Mayans. Oh, the <laughs> he's, he's in the Mayans. He's in the <laughs> – Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> All right, get that money. Yeah, he's in my ends. He was also he had a, a, a small recurring role in uh, Pam and Tommy. I don't know what that is. He, it was the Hulu series that like Seth Rogen was in that was about like the stealing and distribution of uh, Pam and Tommy's sex tape. Take everybody involved in that. Tape them up, throw them in the fire. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Agreed. Who gives a shit? Agreed. Uh, so yeah, pretty pretty fucking good, man. Thanks to Adam for sending that over. Let's get into the uh, the proper cue for the week. The people who didn't buy us off. There has been people that have said that before about this. Do you realize that? Uh, well, you wouldn't believe the fucking stack that Adam sent us. <laughs> there have been people who have genuinely I, I, said, I like, frankly, theorized that people have paid us to put I, music on I, the show. I am frankly surprised that running Convulse Records is that lucrative. Yeah, I know. It's crazy because I'm absolutely just, I'm filling bank account after bank account in the money that Adam sent it. Yeah. It's all that military gun money, man. It is. That thing's in like the 17th press now. Um, okay, so first up, we have got uh, Nemesis with Kill Swarm. This is a band out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It was sent in by Alec. Said it reminds him of uh, of classic like '80s over the top thrash stuff like Slaughter and Whiplash and Rigor Mortis and shit like that. Certainly looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have got the uh, new Daisy LP that I have not listened to yet, but I'm sure is very good. Out of Body. This is uh, my buddy James' uh, solo project that now has a full band. I think he still records everything by himself. It's based out of Richmond, Virginia. It was sent in by uh, Jared. Like I said, I was going to get around to listening to this regardless. So even if we don't have it on the show tonight, I'll report back next report back next week, and we'll probably say, "Yeah, it's real good." Yeah, the uh, the tape popped up randomly on my Spotify mix today. So. Oh, right on, cool. Uh, then we have got Fate with their promo tape. This is a band out of Leeds, UK. It was sent in by Ethan, who said they're this is like members of Big Cheese and the Flex. Uh, the vocals for the Flex, I can see in the picture. Yeah, playing like heavy '90s hardcore stuff that he said reminds him of like Kickback and that style of metallic hardcore Mm -hmm. then we have got uh, fireside with bin juice this is a band out of stockholm sweden it was sent in by matthias who sends us basically all of the cool swedish stuff that we have and some of the not not cool also some of the not cool (laughs) swedish stuff that we have on the show uh he said this is a band that like popped up in the 90s and when a lot of other swedish bands were kind of doing their best impersonation of whatever like the hot victory records release of the week was these dudes were doing more of like a post-hardcore quicksand kind of thing and they would cover who's doing shit and evidently they reconvened and this is like their first release in like 20 years hold up you're gonna want to cut this one out (laughs) 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 see there's no way for me (laughs) There's no way for me to really cut it out just because it it picks up on my mic too. So it's <laughs> I f- I felt that one hit my hand, so. Yeah, okay. So anyway, uh yeah, I guess this is this band's first release in like 20 years. Uh, then we have got uh, Short Fuse, all one word, when, and Fuse with a Z, with Burn the Streets. This is a band out of uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, it was sent in by George, and it uh, looks to be some oi shit. 
Then we have got uh, Ohida with a name that I am true. I always say this, but this time no, I'm really no, not going to do Don't even bother. It. I'm not bothering. This is a Polish hardcore band. Okay. Uh, this was sent in by uh, Haywood Jablomi. Haywood I, I think I've heard this. This, this yeah, so, art, artwork looks very familiar. So I haven't heard this, but they did put out at least one thing on Levita Essen Muse like quite a while ago, this, like maybe well, 2016 or 2017. This came out on Levita too. Oh, so this, this also I came think out that, on Levita? that must have been where I saw it. Okay, word. Year. I have not listened to this yet, but he said uh, it's very much not flavor of the week hardcore stuff. He says this is this is something that he sees himself thrown on the turntable in like a decade and really standing up. So uh, then we have got flat waves with Numbra. Uh, this was sent in by Derek, uh, described it as some like shoegazy dream pop stuff, which yeah, that tracks looking at it. There's flat, mm -hmm. there's flowers on the cover, you know, blurry flowers. Sure. <laughs> then we have uh Basuko with their self-titled release. This is a band out of San Diego, California. Liz sent this over, said that she saw their first show the other night and it was awesome. Then we've got Omega Vortex with From the Void Comes Paranormal Death. This is a German band that was sent in by Tyler Hammer, who said it it uh, it kind of reminds him of like, or I don't know if he said it reminds him of, but for fans of uh, Concrete Winds, Angel Corpse, Death Spell, Omega. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's... Oh, a, I like those bands. I like those bands quite a lot. Uh, this looks insane. Uh, I really like how it looks. I mean, the, the, artwork the art is, is, is fucking, fucking awesome, so... Uh, it's, how, it's how I hope I fucking look after I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, then we have got Death's Door with their demo 2022. This is a new band out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was sent in by our buddy TJ. Um, he said this is members of uh, of like Concealed Blade and uh, Gag doing like a, a metal project. I don't know what kind of metal, but some sort of metal. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up first. Seven. Okay, so this is uh, this is Bazuko, maybe Bazuko, uh, B A S U K O dot Bandcamp dot com. The release is uh, just self titled and it is a five song. Uh, this is uh, their their debut. It just came out in August of this year. Um, they have got the fourth song queued up to play, so we're going to hear "Standards" by Bazuko off their self titled release.
All right, we just heard the song Standards by the band Vasuko off of their self-titled uh, five-song debut release. How'd you like that? That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Pretty standard approach to uh, a tried-and-true approach. Yeah, for sure. Um, sort of the uh, the, the classic, um, I guess, discharge style of vocal delivery. Yeah, for in sure. In overall songwriting. Yeah, it works. Right? Yeah. A few modern effects, a few modern tricks to it. Yeah, and they got the they got the Japanese text on the front to let you know they like the Burning Spirit stuff. Yeah, it you sounds know. fucking good. Yeah, for sure. The leads were cool. The leads were very Japanese. Here's 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 my thing about this, and this is not this isn't a diss at all. This is just a uh, a little a little advice, a little just a, not even advice, a suggestion. I I think that it's high time that we flip the script on the Japanese because they for for many years for many years have been singing in English, right? And I get a ton of joy out of like reading badly translated and badly delivered Japanese. English hardcore lyrics and it's time you just run this shit through take write your lyrics just as you would in English run them through Google Translate it doesn't matter if you speak a leak lick of Japanese just give it a shot it's not a bad idea just give it a you shot don't, you don't even have to be good at saying the words no not at all because God knows how yeah, to say those fucking words I was gonna say there's plenty of Japanese bands that aren't getting close to right. the English pronunciation right. you like, know like, what I mean like Basuko yeah if I knew that was Japanese right I know that the, the they don't even pronounce the fucking you right yeah, it's yeah, Basco yeah, yeah exactly whatever. Right. I don't even know if that's fucking right Right, sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. I see those fucking words. I don't know how to say them. I yeah. don't know what they mean. So I like it. I like the idea. Yeah, just run it through Google Translate. Yeah. Try to say the words. Yeah. And give them a laugh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why not, man? I think it's a sick idea. If you guys don't do it, uh, I'll, I'll probably do it at some it's point. It's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's a bad yeah, idea. It is a good idea. We should run with it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I thought that was cool. It was good. It was especially good for like a debut release. I would imagine that these people have played in some other bands before. This to me feels like maybe this is the first band that all these people have been in where they're like, yeah, this is starting it. to click. We hit it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're doing we're doing what we wanted to do. Yeah. This feels uh, this feels like it's not it's not. One of those situations where sometimes we have something on the show and it's a first band's a band's first release and we're like, oh, these people are like true veterans. This is perfectly delivered. They're nailing it. But this is still like very good. Yeah, I think it's very clear that this isn't like these people's first rodeo. There, they are. Uh, they aimed for a form and they they pretty much perfectly imitated it. And uh, I'll yeah, I'll listen to the rest of this when I got you know uh, eight minutes of time. Sure. Uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Six. All right. We've got uh, we've got Flat Waves with uh, Numbra. You can find this at dumdumrecords.bandcamp.com. That's with no Bs, just dumb dumb. Uh, it's just a three-song release. They got the first one queued up to play. We're going to listen to the song Swerve by the band Flat Waves off of uh, Numbra.
Okay, so we just heard the song uh, Swerve by the band Flatwaves off of Numbra. I found out uh, even though Dum Dum Records is based in L.A., this band is based in Philadelphia. So as Nate just pointed out to me off air, you can buy this on cassette through Dum Dum Records. And through the band. And through the band. The whole LP is uh, streaming at their uh, Bandcamp, which I just think is just flatwaves.bandcamp.com. And then the LP is available through what label? Abandon Everything Records, which I think is probably self-release because according to Discogs, it's the only thing on that label. Okay, so that, that would make sense. Okay, so look, this is a form that I, I gen, generally like for sure. Um, it's a form that I think is easy to do lazily, and I think that this is is kind of in that territory, which is not to say that I, I didn't enjoy it because it is a form that I think is so, it naturally lends itself to just being kind of pleasant and airy background music, even at its worst. So yeah. I, don't, I don't have any beef with this at all. I thought it was just fine. But it did feel like, uh, it did feel rather stock. I've heard that, I have heard those chord progressions used many, many times in it, shoegaze. It, it kind of, it, it well, it also kind of reminded me of like, a Weezer blue album song yes, through a yeah. shoegaze filter. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which is fine. I mean that that on paper is not the worst thing ever. Uh, but I've I've just heard those those chord progressions lots of times. You know the the leads on this were not like super compelling. It was spacey. It was airy. It was pleasant. This is fine. Would never ask somebody to turn this off. But for me, at this point in my life, I definitely need a lot more from shoegaze and dream pop to feel engaged by it and this didn't really get there for me um but it, it was just fine this track didn't i thought it was okay yeah this was fine and you would think because i'm usually a sucker for stupid stuff like this yeah i don't have the discerning ear for this sort of stuff i either like it or i hate it sure yeah uh i thought that this was fine um but it didn't it didn't seem to go like real big sure yeah like a lot of the shoegaze that i like this yeah. of this sort of laconic style right where it's pretty sparse and airy but it's also very big and very loud for sure yes i agree i agree 100 there was there was a lack of uh there was a, a lack of like the dynamic quality that i enjoy in a lot of the shoegaze that i like too mm. yes I, I think that that is true so yeah this was just fine it's their debut lp i don't know how much if anything they've done before this uh, so, like I said, I'm not I'm not hating on this. No. I'm not dissing it. It's just you know, it it's was fine. just it was just fine. It's fine. It was just fine. If you're a if you're a dyed in the wool shoegaze fan, uh, maybe a newer convert to the genre, and you're not like you haven't spent uh, a lot of time nerding out about the fucking Halo Benders and shit and and getting into the '90s stuff. I'm sure this gets the job done for you just just fine. It you is know what I mean? according to the tagline yeah. on Dum Dum Records Bandcamp, music that's genre bending and community building. Oh, wow. Beautiful. That's <laughs> just what I want. I just want to go out there and build bridges. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the idea of communities like just fucking yesterday as I came down to sit in the dark and play video games by myself. Yeah. And how much I hate them. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, you know? Yo. Like, I, like, like the gaming community. What does that even fucking mean? Yeah, You're a bunch dude. of random strangers that like to play games and talk anonymously on the internet. You're hardly a fucking community. That stuff is a sham. This don't community, buy, don't that buy community. It. Don't buy it. It's all a fucking, it's all a fucking sham. And yeah. meanwhile, and meanwhile, we turn our backs and shun and actively avoid the potential for real community <laughs> right. with real living people yeah. in our vicinity. The yes. kind of community that you could really use to support one another and right. build something really positive and great. Yes. But you know, that's impossible. Right. 
<laughs> so <laughs> so you you try to latch on to total fucking strangers through through electronic communication building something that uh doesn't can't even possibly exist yeah we uh we are we erode all real world opportunities for connection and community building in favor of uh making up making up friendships with strangers yeah. online yeah. because we both really liked the newest puzzle builder game gosh i'm, I'm going through a real hard time in my life you know what i could really use is a strong community support to help me out with this with this time of need and crisis let me turn to the fucking dumb dumb records community and see how they can help me <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I scoff haughtily at your fucking <laughs> proposition. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so uh, so what's up? What's up next this evening? Seven. All right, this is a uh, death's door. Um, you can find this at deathsdoormetal.bandcamp.com. It's right there in the uh, in the URL, baby. They're telling you what they're doing, what they sound like. They're a metal band, and they're making no bones about it. So let's see here. They have got uh, they got the first song queued up to play. We're gonna listen to "Faster to Hell" by Death's Door off of their demo. heard the song faster to hell by death store off of their demo 2022 that just came out uh at the beginning of uh last month october 3rd how'd you feel about it yeah it was fine it was fun yeah it was pretty good yeah it was okay yeah for sure i was just listening to judas priest earlier today yeah sin after sin and painkiller yeah right i'm kind of in the mood for stuff like this right now sure generally always am yeah this is fine yeah i i would agree this is like i i i have there's nothing that I could call out here that I have like a specific critique about. It just was like, it didn't necessarily 
get the blood pumping super hard. And sometimes articulating why that is or isn't the case with a particular band is difficult to do. Well, not, again, I'm, with your opening premise, right? Your opening thesis for tonight. Yeah. I bet if these guys ham it up live. Sure. And do it right. Yeah. Totally different opinion. Absolutely. And and again, like this is this is a thing I'm not at all saying this is bad. I thought that this was which was good. It just like didn't quite get the blood it's, pumping in the way I want this stuff to. Like I will say that at least artistically, uh-huh. it's still clinging to hardcore a lot. It is, yes, very much so. Right? Very much so. It's not fully embraced the fucking denim and leather. Yeah, agreed. You know? Yes. And um it's still clinging to hardcore a lot. And I think that that does sort of eke its way a little bit into the songs. Like the song lengths yeah. are for this style of metal, the song lengths are short. For sure. You know, I'd expect another minute thirty on average in each one of these songs at least. Yeah. Maybe two, three minutes. Yeah. More solos. Yeah. For right. Sure. More time for the song to sort of, sort of fucking breathe and grow a little bit. Yeah. I, I was gonna say, I think one thing that I like about this style of kind of like, you know, motor charged uh, new wave of British heavy metal venom core kind of stuff is when you're not afraid to really like settle into a riff and the riffs are strong enough that you can you can settle into that riff for a grip and I'm not getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind an abbreviated abridged version of this. I just didn't think that this necessarily brought like it didn't bring the heat in two minutes and fourteen seconds. That's what I'm saying. I could I, I could have used more of this with a little bit more like focus precision and just like blistering intensity but i think this is definitely a good this this is a premise i I buy into wholesale most of the time like i I like what they're doing i think this like i said this was fine yeah for sure there's no way that i wouldn't stick around and watch this band set of course i would just like to i would like to hear this amped up a little bit but as a as a proof this is a demo as a proof of concept, concept totally totally Right. Absolutely gets the job done. I get what they're going for. I think they're getting pretty close. And with some refinement, I could I could rock with this, mm-hmm. you know. And again, as a proof of concept, that statement yeah. is sort of like our thumbs up. And mm-hmm. you can't tell if it's passive aggressive <laughs> or like not. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not in this yeah. case. No. At least. no, I think this is this is saying, hey, this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it's a demo. And I think you're getting pretty close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you'll, Keep you'll, at it, man. You'll tweak a few things. And I'm sure when the seven inch or the LP comes out, you'll probably have fine tuned it. And I'll and I'll have a somewhat higher opinion. Mm-hmm. But even as it stands, thought it was just fine. Got the job done pretty well. Would for sure watch this band and not be bummed about it. Right. Six. Okay, this is Omega Vortex with From the Void Comes Paranormal Death. I hope we would land on this one. Yeah, me too. You can find this at omegavortex.bandcamp.com. And uh, Tyler said he was feeling a little bit jilted because we hadn't gotten to any of his submissions in quite a while. Well, there you go, buddy. Hopefully he'll be happy to. Um, I don't think he that, didn't pay us enough. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the problem, right? Um, there's not a particular song. Let's see here. They, yeah, they just have the first song queued up, and uh, all the run times are pretty comparable. So we're just gonna listen to "Mutilation Paradise" by Omega Vortex off of "From the Void Comes Paranormal Death." <laughs> I'm 
right, we just heard the song Mutilation Paradise by Omega Vortex off of From the Void Comes Paranormal Death, which is a split LP with a band called uh, Pius Levis. Uh, I think that one will really separate the wheat from the chaff. Uh, that was an un- ungodly fucking din. Yeah. And right. I, I, I love this yeah, shit. Yeah, it was so I, good. I, I, I am such a goddamn sucker for this shit. Yeah, same. There's almost... give Almost any given day of the week, give me this before you give me riffs. Yeah. I mean, we talk about riffs a lot and how sure. important they are. Yes. But this is this is where my soul actually resides. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. In yes. the in in the fucking blackest pits of unfathomable horror. Anytime something like this comes across our desk and it's done to this the to this degree of quality, you know, like when we had Antichrist Siege Machine, which is not a one to one. No, this, no, no, not at all. But but it's similarly uh, a a um, a total sort of. Uh, a, a dissection of and a like it's a dissection of metal as a form you know what i mean sure. it, it like reduces it down to its base components etc this is a different take on that but is similarly um is similarly like disruptive in terms of like yeah you know what i mean it's uh it's great no this definitely what tyler said compared this to like angel corpse and stuff well angel corpse and i think he said um um fucking concrete winds yeah, yeah of course yeah, right because sure, yeah. it's got a lot of the weird atonality well, tons and of atonality. weirdness yes. of, of concrete winds yeah there's some good riffs and shit in there Obviously, homeboys fucking doing the Pete Helmkamp lyrics. Yes. The drummer's trying to do the fucking Tony Laureano, like fucking, you know, inexorable sort of drumming. Right. With those, like, really, like, hyper blasts with lots of fills and stuff like yep, that. For sure. Um, and it, by and large, works. My only complaint about this, and I don't even know if it's a complaint because it might be exactly what they fucking want, mm-hmm. is I wish there was a little more fucking, like, ass to this recording. Yeah, it's thin, but I but I also think that it kind of works in I, its that, That's what too. I mean. So I'm not sure if it's a complaint or not because yeah. it just makes it that much more of a fucking like miserable list yeah yes exactly right? yeah for sure like like this is you know this is not like generally speaking this is not just like cruise like you have a co-worker who, who's a metalhead right right yeah you don't put this on no not at all <laughs> no, no no right no, no you don't put this on when you're driving to a fucking you know when you're driving around for work or something like this because you know they think they're a fucking metalhead. Right. Right? Yeah, for But this sure. ain't for them. Yeah. Like this, you're right, this does, this this sort of shit, I think more so than some of the other, other bands of this ilk. Mm-hmm. Because like Antichrist Siege Machine, at least with this song that we heard, yeah. Antichrist Siege Machine really has like, like, beef and good fucking riffs yeah. in addition to just the fucking ungodly fucking chaos. For sure, yeah. Right? Um, concrete wins. Concrete wins has a bit more of a, like something you could you could sink your teeth into sure. and like nod along to. But this was just this was just falling down the fucking stairs for three and a half minutes. Yeah, it's fully deconstructive. I mean, I mean, yeah. this is in that way more akin. To, God, you talk about nerding out on really stupid shit, mm-hmm. right? But in that way, it, this was like much. This held, you know, this this. Um, this holds close to things like revenge and stuff like that sure, that yeah. are just a, a complete fucking you know yeah of course a complete blur sure yeah i i fucking love this i i yeah, like this and i'm glad i did i was almost sure i was going to because yeah, i bought the last copy of this tape mm-hmm. and i bought the second to last copy of the previous release oh word 
uh, while we were listening to the Swedish band. Oh, okay, right on. Because <laughs> I was like, you're like, yeah. and I'm like, I'm looking at the artwork. I'm like, God, that artwork's sick. Yeah, like I hope that's what awaits me beyond the grave, dude. I mean, truly, this is one of those things where it's like with the artwork coupled with a name like Omega Vortex, and then the name of the record from the Void comes Paranormal Death. Yeah, I just know I'm gonna like it. I, pretty, <laughs> I mean? I'm, pretty, I'm a mark. I'm pretty goddamn sure. Yes, I'm, I'm a, pretty goddamn sure. So I went ahead and bought those releases like without hearing a lick of it. Right. Yeah. With the idea that if I don't like it, I'll just hand it off. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was sick. Yeah, it was really, really fucking good. Uh, I love, I love this, and I imagine probably a lot of people that listen to our show uh, are yelling at us right now for liking this over not liking stuff hey, that is. <laughs> some, somebody, somebody found a way to make a nose hair trimmer sound fucking awesome. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> right and interesting, and I'm into it for sure. All right, let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time before we tackle tackle some messages. Uh, <laughs> Get this poison out of me. Two. All right. Two is uh, the new the new Daisy LP. This is going to be in stark contrast to what we just Everybody's going to love this. Everyone, everyone this is going to love Everybody at work, they fucking love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Can't so get enough of it. The, the, the individual who sent this in, I think Jared sent this in, um, said that he estimates that Roller Coaster Ride is maybe one of the best songs ever written, and he feels confident saying that because he attended Berkeley's music school. So there you go. There we, you have, go. we have somebody with a, a bona real bona, yeah. a, a bona fides. <laughs> Listen to us idiots. Right. I could barely get five syllables out of my mouth. <laughs> Indeed. So uh, so we'll go with that one. I imagine we're these are all equally equally like likely to be uh, to be fucking thumpers, bangers, slappers, rippers. So we're gonna listen to uh, Roller Coaster Ride by Daisy off of Out of Body. I saw plural lights and colors and it's got me weirded out Now the turns are getting sharper and the tracks are pointing down They said please keep your arms inside of the ride You're gonna need them just to hold on for dear life Roller coaster ride We just heard the song Roller Coaster Ride by Daisy off of their new LP, Out of Body. I was correct. Uh, James 
did record all of this by himself. So, uh, so yeah, he has like a full live band. Um, and I know he's been playing a bunch of shows lately, um, like with military gun and stuff. Um, but this is all him. So I'm going to, I'm going to venture a guess here and say, Nate, that you probably didn't like this that much. I did not like that. Well, especially coming off what we just heard. Yeah, my, yeah. my brain is fucking stuck on the, on the swirling void. Sure. And all I wanted to hear was that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, this was, I like that last Daisy release yeah, yeah, a lot. For sure. I'll check the rest of this out because it's on the strength of the last one a lot. But yeah. this was a lot of shine on this. There was, a, there was a lot of shine on this. I still liked this. This falls into the same category of like Anglophile rock, that, that high-vis stuff that you didn't like and that I liked a lot. This falls into that same realm. James is doing his best like mid-era teenage fan club impersonation on this song which is like that it hits it hits all the marks for me because i fucking love that stuff and that shit is very poppy it's very much indebted to like the classic big star material this is absolutely 100 channeling that stuff and i'm a fucking dork for that kind of shit and a student of that kind of stuff um i think i mentioned when the first time that we had daisy on the show that years ago uh, when I was first starting to do my solo project, Kill Surf City, that James was doing like a PR company and he reached out about maybe doing like a PR campaign for the new Kill Surf City record that I was working on at the time. And we kind of had talked about how like he he had a lot of complimentary things to say about the KSC stuff and said, you know, like, you know, I am also a fan of that era of British stuff that you are channeling the creation records shit. And KFC? Whatnot. Yeah, KFC. Pretty sure that's what you said. I said KSC. I'm pretty sure you um, said KFC. And, uh, and so I know James and I are coming from very, very similar backgrounds and, like, influences, and we are both very studious when it comes to, like, replicating this era and style of music. And I think I said at the time... Uh, James did everything that I wanted to do with Kill Surf City, but just uh, a better version of what I was doing with it at the time when we initially spoke about the band. So, uh, so once again, props to James because he fucking killed it. I'm going to listen to the rest of this LP. Uh, I'm interested to see if it all lands in this category or if the rest of it has like is a little bit more blown out and energetic like the other stuff. Because I will say I did prefer that shit to what I just heard, but this might be the one outlier on the record. Too. This, Who knows? This track legit sounded like a fucking commercial for a summertime cola drink. <laughs> It, it could land in a, in a summertime cola drink commercial. That's it, not entirely it wrong. It sounded like it. Um, yeah, just a little too much, little too much shine for me, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I pre I predicted that. Give me, give me swirling annihilation. <laughs> sure. So uh, on that note, let's uh, let's get into the swirling annihilation. That is our voicemail section. So uh, let's uh, let's let's field some questions and some comments from the unhinged lunatics that call into our show. All right. Hello, uh, I am a older gentleman who is starting up a band and we are at the point of trying to figure out what we're doing with the vocals. So I figure you guys listen to a ton of bands all the time and probably know what sucks. So um, we are in the kind of post-hardcore, post-hardcore sort of mature world. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on the things that immediately make you want to puke when you hear it or switch off the song when you hear some do it. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Fuck you all. Bye. I mean, yeah, I don't, I certainly don't want to discourage you. And I, and I would certainly hope that anything 
I say on this show is not going to discourage you from doing anything. Um, also, a big assumption on your part that we have the credentials or the in intellect no. <laughs> to, to actually be able to discern what is good and what I, is bad. With I, any can't success. I can't sing at all. All I'm good at doing is yelling at full volume into a sure. microphone. So, so I will just say... <laughs> Even the premise of like mature post hardcore, it makes me vomit. Yeah, I was saying you know that I mean? right there. You you've already kind of like yeah. stepped on a landmine. Yeah, for I'll sure. I'll tell you one thing that in any situation is is gonna chap my fucking ass. Uh -huh. Crying your little tears. Sure, there is that. I, I mean, I'm already picturing, like, dudes with well-manicured beards, like, medium wash, like, still fitting a little too tightly jeans, they didn't, some they, brown shoes. They didn't fit too tightly when they were younger. Right, men. but now <laughs> they're clinging now, a little too tightly. Right. You got a dark-colored flannel on or something. So, you know, I'm already coming into this with a—it's a, it's, front-loaded for me. I'm, like, not—you know, I'm not feeling good about the premise. But I will say that— Anytime I hear any iteration of post-hardcore in which the vocalist, because that's what you asked about specifically, in which the vocalist is like going for it, if they're like, oh, yeah. um, if they're singing, if they're, if they're what some of my black friends call a singing ass, hmm, uh, that, no way. Especially, no way, Jose. Yeah, right. when, when, somebody's, when you're doing your fucking emotive post-hardcore and someone's like, Back at my father's house. Yeah, for real. Fuck you. Right. That 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 gets me brandishing weapons. Suck, suck down another fucking bottle of barbecue sauce. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. So I would say, just try to keep it aggressive. You know what yeah, I mean? Don't don't let it lose its teeth. Yeah. And 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 don't cry. Don't cry. Whatever. God. Whatever <laughs> you do, don't cry. fucking cry. Don't right? you cry. Don't try to sing like you're trying to sing your fucking, you know, your marriage vows to your wife. For sure. Yeah. Don't do that. Yep. And and don't act like don't don't try to come off like anything that you're doing is fucking significant or important. Yeah, for sure. That, yeah, drop drop the false gravitas. You know what I mean? Write about what you know, sing about what you know, and probably don't sing at all, actually. <laughs> Yell at yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Don't don't get up there and, and perform don't do your fucking you know don't do your uh, america's got talent yeah try out you know i don't want to hear your, you know you can't your vibrato oh. yeah. you know you can't because if you could you'd already have done it yeah absolutely man here's the thing here's the thing older gentlemen mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that that's probably between 30 uh, 35 and up yeah i'm gonna say i think this person is probably i'm gonna guess 45 years old okay that's what i'm gonna guess so i'm gonna say I'm going to say 30 between you, you're in for the, the hardest fucking 40 years of your fucking life. Yeah. When you turn 30. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cause literally nothing you do looks cool. Yeah. Or is cool. Right. Or even can be. Cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They don't make good looking clothes yeah. for you gentlemen. Yeah. You can't dress like you did when you were a youth because you look like a fucking idiot. Sure. Get rid of the flat, flat brim. Yeah. Get, get rid of it. And accept the fact that you just made fun of like, you know, a little faded jeans, a little bit too tight, dark flannel. Yeah. Hey, that's probably about the best you're going to get. <laughs> that's oftentimes. Yes. For right. Sure. Yeah. That's probably about the best you're going to get. Yeah. Right. And it's going to be that way for a long ass fucking time. Yeah. Because the world does not fucking cater to you anymore. 
Nor should it. And it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nor should it. I mean, it. but but like, you know, I was thinking about this because like <laughs> Restraining Order has that song, Something for the Youth. Yeah. What is it for the fucking youth? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you give, I want something for the old guys. Yeah. <laughs> what about something for the fucking middle-aged dudes? <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. yeah no right? doubt. What is it? Fucking clothing, pop culture, food, everything. Yeah, right. It's all for the youth. It's all for the fucking youth. I, I bet you fucking give them a goddamn acid bath. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, something so, something for the 35 and up crowd doesn't have the same ring to it. Right. <laughs> you know? So just like understand that don't try. You suck. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And yeah. that's how it's going to fucking be. Right? Yeah. Not, not, even, not even walking around in your favorite death metal shirt is cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's all been taken I from mean, us. it is cool. You like it, so that's cool. Right. I wear plenty of fucking death metal and punk shirts, but it's... I look like a fucking idiot, and I know that. <laughs> yeah. But it's the best I can do. Yeah, you're not gonna look cool doing that until you're like 75 again. I'm like, God damn, that old man's wearing a fucking benediction shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. That's fucking cool, yeah, right? When you when you when you, uh, you when you guys lock eyes across the fucking the the burning wasteland right. <laughs> that will be in by so, the time you're so 75. Don't cry. Yep. Don't fucking cry your little tears. Leave that at home for your fucking wife or whatever. Cry for her because men cry too. Yes. Right. Don't fucking think that you're doing anything important. You know what? Don't even fucking try. Fuck it. <laughs> why, why even fucking bother? <laughs> I won't go that far, but I think our advice up till now stands. So don't do any of those things. Maybe don't be in, uh, maybe don't be an old guy in a post hardcore band at all. But you know what? That's, that's up to you. It sounds like you're already pot committed to that. So at the very least, don't at go least, up there. At least the rest of the band members are pot committed to that. Yeah. Don't, don't go up there and fucking don't, don't go up there and sing at me with your fucking whiskey scented and, breath. And that's the other thing too, because like you, it's the, the best you're going to be able to do as a middle-aged dude yeah. with other random middle-aged dudes. The, uh-huh. the best you're probably going to be able to do, yeah. most likely, is post-hardcore. Because you're both like, I don't know, man. I can't really fucking do that <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, man. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks, man. <laughs> fucking sucks yeah actually maybe nate's right maybe don't do it <laughs> maybe don't do it at all start a death metal band <laughs> yeah have some self-respect i right. don't know all right what's uh what's next yo uh nice choice on the the crisis intro on this being uh death and june fan that you would select such tunes um basically uh i just want to say I'm starting to I'm starting to wonder if Chris from Golden Guitar Gods plays guitar at all. And uh I'm kind of thinking he should probably provide us with some uh some proof of his guitar chops. So uh Chris from Golden Guitar Gods, I'm not going to use any any uh bad words, any any angry angry kind of terminology with you, but uh I think we need to see. I think we need to see where you're at, man. Are you a golden guitar god, or are you a golden cringe-pilled pussy? Um, also, dude from Machine Head. <laughs> Fuck you! Wow, the gauntlet has been thrown. I wish. I wish that we could actually start a fight with dude from Machine Head. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> That'd be a lot. Well, of not fun. us, but just like a random caller that yeah, he'd sure. call in, and you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I would love to get like an actual back and forth going between Rob Flynn and whoever the fuck else. Well, there you go. Yeah, the the gauntlet's been thrown down. Chris, <laughs> Chris, if you're listening to this, call in and uh, and throw some licks on the it, line. Is man. he the Golden Guitar God, or is he? Yeah, I mean, or is he just a fan of the Golden right? Guitar? Is, is he like Rock and Roll Gary? Right. Who doesn't play rock and right. roll? He just owns a rock and roll club and knows and and basically has enough blackmail material that he, he right. gets what he wants. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it could be a similar situation with Chris from Golden Guitar God. So Chris, call in and either hit us with some licks or hit us with an explanation. Hey, what's up? Um, so I know that you guys have been talking about the Misfits a lot and how they're the only band of that genre that's good. Um, I just wanted to ask Gray specifically because I don't think Nate's going to agree. Um, what do you think about the two good or I guess three good AFI records if we include the EP in there? This kind of like misses shit, right? Like they're doing the whoa kind of thing. Um does Gray have any love for those records or is it in the same pile as the other Misfit stuff? And then for Nate, another record that I'm wondering about his opinion on, because I haven't really heard you guys bring it up on the podcast, is Focus by Cynic. Would love to get your thoughts on those records. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Okay, so AFI is a band that many of my peers still like a lot and who I won't front, they they have one record that was like, I don't want to say that it was formative for me because it didn't really stick with me or inform my taste moving forward, but it was a record that I owned at a very young age and I liked as a kid, uh, which is a record that you probably are not including in what you consider the good records, uh, The Art of Drowning. I had that record and I liked it a lot when I was like 12, 13 years old, and I revisited it like three years ago and I did not like it at all. I didn't think it held up one bit. Um, I'm familiar with the ones before it, like very proud of you and um, shut your mouth and open your eyes. I think it is called and black sails in the sunset. Uh, the one that came right before uh, art of drowning. Um, I don't know, man. There's just a band that like didn't resonate with me. I mean, I think that they do what they do just fine. And yes, they do the whoa thing for sure. And they are especially on uh, on some of that mid like not mid era, but like not quite super early material. They are singing about spooky skeletons and pumpkins and ghosts and ghouls and shit for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really have any love for that shit as an adult. Like it, it just, uh, it doesn't hold up well to me. I, I, I didn't make a strong enough connection with it as a child. Um, like it was just kind of a, it was a stepping stone band for me to find the stuff that I really did like. Uh, and it was like a, a suitable stand in, uh, for the time being, but I just didn't stick with me. Ba AFI is a band that like, as soon as they left my rotation, they never ever reentered it. It was merely, they were a means to an end. Like, I think they were one of several bands that were suggested to me by a, a, an employee of like, um, Sam Goody. I was like going in to buy an anti-flag record and he suggested a couple other records. And I think AFI was in there, uh, art of drowning. And he was like, Oh, you might like this too. And, um, yeah, I, they, I just, I never, never revisited them in, in any substantial way. And anytime I'm exposed to them now, I'm just like, yeah, this is fine. But like, it's, it does nothing for me. 
I also, I know you're asking Nate specifically, but I, I personally can say, uh, I don't like, I don't like cynic at all. Really. Uh, like even like the classic record that you're referencing, like, which came out in 92 or 93 or whatever. Um, I think de death metal gets like once death metal gets too far afield for me and in, in, into the proggy territory and the jazz fusiony territory, like I hop off pretty quickly. Uh, I, I don't even really like the second pestilence record. That's that's almost a bridge too far for me. I don't even really like uh, some of the death material once they get too proggy and, and spacey. So I'm definitely not on board with cynics. Just fuckery. Yeah, I, I, Cynic's a band that I, I have tried many times. I think Brandon likes Cynic. I wouldn't surprise me. He, yeah. he might not like them anymore. Yeah. Um, Cynic's a band that I have tried and tried. It's like Atheist. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? Yep. And yeah. and every and I'll now that you've put it back on my head, I'll probably go back and try to listen to Focus again. Yeah, I probably will too. Yeah. Um, but I just, it, it, there's a point where it just stops being death metal and yeah. I'm not interested in it anymore. And, yeah. you know, I like fucking 70s prog shit we're going to go yeah, see yes yeah on i was saturday. gonna say we're gonna see yes on saturday so um, yeah so, there's plenty of prog i like yeah I, mean, I love king crimson and shit yeah and but i i just like death metal yeah for sure and and you know it's the same reason that i don't i you know nowadays like i'm not really interested in well i never have been but i'm not really interested in tech death i yeah, think that sure. i think that it it um it ceases to be death metal. Yeah, it just kind of misses the point. It for misses me. the fucking point. Yeah. And I, it's how I kind of feel about Cynic. Every time I try to listen to him, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I, I've just never really, never really dug Cynic. I, I, I will say that uh, I pretty much like all of Death's catalog. Yeah. The, I will say there's nothing in there that I straight up don't like, but there are records that I really don't revisit. Like once it gets past a certain point, I, I kind of hop off in terms of like going back and really spending a lot of time with yeah. them. Um, I would say I probably ride really hard for like the first four to five death records. And then after that, I start, uh, I start losing interest. You, you drop off at like symbolic. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's not, again, it's not that I think those records are bad. There just comes a time when it, they do, uh, the returns are less for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And cynic is way, I mean, from my recollection of it, cause it's been a long time since I've listened to that record, but for my recollection, uh, recollection of that, album in particular pretty much from the word go they're doing like free jazz fuckery like right out of the that, gate that's my recollection too it's, and they're singing it's been probably 10 years since i've tried they're fucking oh, -e -oh. <laughs> are they yeah some, some chamber music yeah over fucking bring <laughs> and it's just like nah i don't think i don't know about well, that well i'm gonna find out i'm gonna revisit again tomorrow but i i can say that every time i have tried to listen to cynic yeah. or bands of that ilk like i said like atheist i've always just kind of like oh, i'm out yeah it's not what i, I want mean out of death metal you know you you a band that kind of goes that route that i still think is death metal what is death metal it still sounds fucking good is like gorguts yeah, sure. But they yes. don't they don't go quite yeah, as like no. jazzy over the top. No. There's a lot of technicality and a For lot sure. of fucking like I, I, I would say progressive elements. Absolutely. But it's not trying to be something other than death metal. No, Gorguts is still like brutal and, yes. and heavy and yeah. it's not it is not up its own ass. Because, right. yes, I like Gorguts a lot. I like, I mean, I like most of Gorguts catalog. Uh, not not even just, like, the early classic right. material. I liked their, you know, like, comeback records and stuff, too. Well, he, so. here's the thing. Like, when you start going with, like, the clean-cut goatee. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. The plain black shirts, the sure. horn rims. Oh, yeah. 
right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you say you're in a death metal band? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Cynic is cynic to me is the precursor of like YouTube, YouTube metal guys. Mm. You know what I mean? Guitar, guitar tutorial Com- computer, metal, computer programmer metal guys. Yeah, yeah. The guys who think they're playing gent music. The guys that the guys that like to drive around in modded Subarus and, and yeah. Volkswagens. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have a bullshit like uh, animals as leaders without Cynic, and for that sin mm. alone, I think that they should be crucified. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's and I honestly thought AFI was a horror punk band. I didn't know they did anything else. Yeah, I, well, I don't even know. That, I don't even know. Have they ever done a horror punk? It's what I always assume because they got the bat logo and the guy's name is Davey Havoc. I just figured that it was uh, not Davey Von Havoc, which is fucking cooler. Right. The early stuff is the early stuff is kind of hardcore, like kind of, uh, kind of like melodic hardcore. It's definitely fast. It's not like misfits, like spooky, like they sing about spooky stuff, <laughs> but it's it's like fast West Coast hardcore shit of the Nitro Records variety mm. for sure. Um, but even that is like I, I don't like a lot of like Nitro Records and even like epi- and like we've talked about like Epitaph and Fat Rec. I don't like the melodic. The melodic uh, West Coast hardcore of like the nineties. Like how, I just don't like it. How could you stand to listen to something made by guys that look like that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's not. They, and again, when they first started out, they didn't look like that, but they got that way pretty, pretty fucking fast. Yeah, there's there's Davy with the devil lock. Yeah. yeah, it's no good, man. It's no good. <laughs> it's no good. I mean, Matt, he's our new. He's our new uh, next uh, tattoo hot rod winner. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think fucking. Uh, He's our new ink master. I I will say they are very, and I have friends who are into this, you know, whatever. I love you guys. I don't have to love all your choices. Um, Dude, being the type of like hardcore kid who's like the spooky pumpkin hardcore kid is like the worst shit ever. Like you have like your houses are all fucking black curtains and lace and shit. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Look at this foppish design. (laughs) Yeah. Davey Havoc is nothing if not foppish. That's for sure. Um, All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's listen to our next message. So I think when it comes to hardcore people playing death metal, uh, they really kind of can't because, Hardcore and death metal kind of do two different things. Um, well, punk and metal kind of do two different things. And hardcore at its very best, as you guys talk about a lot, is like stripped down rock and roll kind of to a degree. Um, it's catchy. It hooks you. There's nothing super complicated about that. Versus, in my opinion, death metal is all about riffs and riffs and riffs. Like, you need a lot of different stuff. I'm listening to uh, Ultras of Madness, the song Visions from the Dark Side, they have like six riffs in the first minute. Like a hardcore band doing that sounds like shit. I don't want to hear that. So when a hardcore person does death metal, that's, they don't really know how to, if they're really good at hardcore, maybe they're just good at writing riffs and they can do that. But I think, I don't know, it's just, it, I don't think it works. It's kind of like two different mindsets. That's why I think hardcore people can make, like, good, like, poppier kind of stuff, like, you know. But that's why death metal people can't really do that. That's why death metal people really can't make hardcore either. So keep it separate. Keep it equal, you know. (laughs) Okay. See ya. 
Love, I, I love a good separate but equal doctrine. <laughs> that's always good. That's worked out well. Well, I mean, that's how it was for many, many years. That's true. Yeah, never the twain shall meet. I, I don't know that I agree with your assertion here entirely, just because I think there are plenty of individual exceptions to this rule. But broadly speaking, I see what you're getting at, and I somewhat agree. I don't necessarily agree that we need six riffs in the first minute you know what i mean but i do like death metal my favorite death metal and the stuff that i revisit often is stuff that is either fully deconstructive and like just psychotic uh or stuff that is that is sonically interesting that is not afraid to and is capable of doing a lot of different stuff but it doesn't it doesn't have to like do it in uh, acute sort of tricky way yeah it does not necessarily right? it's still that. engaging it's still mood building and atmospheric yeah it still gets the fucking point across for sure without being cynic yes yeah absolutely right yeah um yeah i, I yeah i mean sure i kind of agree I, I don't know if they can't play one or the other that was just sort of a question i threw out there because we get a lot of folks trying to go both ways sure and riding the fence indeed um i, th I do think you need to pick a fucking side Oh, you're yeah. gonna play one, play one. Oh yeah, you gotta pick a side. Yeah, if you're gonna play one, play that. You know, don't be in a hardcore band that oh, half-asses sure. it and plays metal. Sure, sure. And don't be in a metal band that like wants to half-ass it and play hardcore. Yeah, play one or the fucking other. I, I suppose there there are exceptions to that rule too. I think, but uh, but broadly speaking, I see what you're getting at, and I I kind of agree with the assertion in this call. So I I think that um, yeah, I think it's uh. It's definitely a fairer take than liking any AFI records. That is a fairer take than that. Yes, yeah, certainly. I, I I find less I find less to uh, take issue with in this call than than yeah. in being a big fan of AFI. Yeah. This isn't a question. This is just uh, I went to see Military Gun and MS Paint. MS Paint was wonderful, and I can't. This is like a complaint against Gray specifically. I guess I can't get over the fact that Military Gun is just an excuse for people who like to bully emo kids to listen to emo. Also, that pressure cooker song sounds like fucking Smash Mouth, and I'm tired of you people pretending otherwise. Um, anyways, the fuck off guy, you know, the whole deal. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I mean... For your first assertion in this call is is very fair uh, in that MS Paint fucking rules. Yeah, they do rule. Military Gun is not an emo band, dude. I mean, if that's your if that's your definition of emo, then I don't think that you have a strong understanding of what the genre entails. Like, I mean, yeah, Military Gun is a post hardcore band for sure, and like there is some crossover in those scenes in the '90s, but they're pulling way more from like Fugazi and Quicksand and like I guess Far, but they this is not a they don't even they're not even as poppy as like you know Sam they're not even as poppy as like Failure or something they're not even as poppy as certainly not as poppy as like Sam I am or anything like that. They have some sonic edge to them. They're still yelly. They're not a singy band. I mean, there's a, a occasional some occasionally some melody in there. I don't think he was saying they're an emo band. Well, he said he said that it is an excuse for people who bully emo kids to listen to an emo band. Okay. Uh, again, if you want to make like a, a contemporary uh, take a contemporary reference point, they're not even as melodic or em certainly as emotional or, or self indulgent in that regard as a band like Fiddlehead. So it's it's sort of like uh, it's it's sort of like the hardcore patricians take 
on emo. Yeah, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's the I don't think that's the case though. I, I think it's just kind of chunky, chunky post hardcore that's yeah. informed by like the early nineties stuff. And if you don't have kind of like a working base of knowledge from that kind of shit, then I I guess I could see I guess I could see how you'd think that in the same way that that my dad thought metalcore sounded like corrosion of conformity. Like if that's if that's your closest reference point, then yeah, maybe. Uh, but no, I, I I disagree with that assertion entirely. But I'm glad you have an opinion and that you felt the need to share it on our show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we got some text messages. One, uh, have you heard the rumors going around that FSU is making their way into Europe and that Chubby and the gang and the Chisel are joining? Members of both bands have already quit because of it, too, allegedly. If it's true, I wonder if their sound will change. Any thoughts? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of thoughts I already about this. didn't really like the way Chubby and the Gang's sound changed on the last record. So. Uh, I, liked, I liked the last Chubby and the Gang record a lot, but um, no, I don't think those bands will change because I don't think... I think the idea that there's like a specific sound tied to FSU or any sort of like hardcore mosh gangs uh, is, is kind of a dated idea. At this point, I think most of those crews like... They pretty much keep to themselves. It's just like a fucking, it's like a, it's a glorified fraternity. It's like, it's like the fucking Masons, you know? Wait, are you speaking about something that is actually a rumor, is actually true, or is just completely made up? I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if this person is making this up <laughs> so, or not. Like this. Somebody here, you are going on about it. Well, I'm not going on I'm about it. I'm going to say it is true. I'm no, I'm, I'm not going on about that. I'm just saying, I'm, just, I'm talking about FSU specifically. I have no idea if the members of these bands are joining that crew. Right. I have no idea if they're going to Europe, uh, if FSU is expanding into Europe. I do not keep up with the hardcore rumor mill like that at all. I'm just not in touch with that stuff unless it's put directly in front of me and somebody forces me to consume it. That's not information I seek out. I'm not on any like message boards or, or, or anything like that. Um, so I have no idea if there's any truth to that. But I will say, if it does happen to be true, no, I don't imagine that would change any band's sound whatsoever. I think at this point, it is literally just like Masons. Like these guys just wear matching clothes and uh, probably have potlucks and stuff. I think it's more like the Mayans. It is more like the Mayans. It is, yeah, for sure. They all get their cool back back patches. I don't know. I have friends who are in FSU and they don't talk about it. They, it's not a thing anymore. I think especially with every, every we, us living in a surveillance state and also everybody being able to participate in that surveillance state at any given time, there's nobody, I don't think crews are out here like really repping hard and doing crimes out in the open and like beating people up in force. I think most of that stuff is, uh, has gone the way of the dinosaur, luckily, because it's deeply fucking annoying. So um, I have no idea if that rumor is true. Um, and it's I don't, true. I don't care either way. It is. Uh, oh, I've got one here from the ghost that lives in your house that I'm supposed to tell oh. you happy 19th anniversary from yeah, the ghost. That's right. So there you go. You and the ghost have been together for a long time. And, and you and I are going to go see uh, Yes on our anniversary. Oh, are we? Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right cool. Um <laughs> this last one's a question have you guys ever kissed no i don't like to be touched <laughs> no he doesn't like to be touched i hug all my friends except for nate <laughs> pretty much i think uh i don't really hug brandon either brandon's pretty self he doesn't like to be touched he, he also doesn't like to be touched not a touchy-feely guy josh and i touch each other all the time mm -hmm. sometimes josh does touch me too much and it makes me want to fucking kill him because mm. he just sits in my lap and puts his head on my shoulder yeah it's constantly fucking with me like a, a younger sibling but no we've never kissed kissed we barely shake hands 
I know. You know, you just, you're a self-contained guy. I don't want to, you, if you've ever met Nate, you get the feeling that he probably doesn't want anybody in his personal space. And, uh, and you just, you operate on that assumption. So I, I assume that everybody doesn't want anybody in their personal space. Why the fuck would you? Why would you? <laughs> it just depends on the person, man. Oh. Depends on my relationship with the person. You know, mm. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't bug me in some instances, and some it makes me deeply, deeply it, uncomfortable. If I allow you into my personal space, uh, you are in rarefied air. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Right? Yeah. I, I, oh God. I mean, I would say the same for I me mean, I, too. Yeah. But but I also don't mind it at a show, like because it's sure. unavoidable. Right, but that's a different thing. I love just the, the 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 complete invasion that a good show can be. Right, that's a different. And thing. I encourage that. You know, yeah. like I, you know, people people stand like anymore. I I, I you know. I think it's lame when bands are like, move up, move up. Because yeah, yeah, you know, awesome. motherfucker, people are going to stand where they're going to fucking yeah, stand. For sure. Just deal with it. Right? And also, as soon as people start moshing again, it's going to go right back to where it right, was. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, like, even when people don't mosh, they stand like 20 feet away from me. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I would love to get fucking, like, punched in the gut yeah. while we're playing. Sure. Bring it. Yeah. You know? Like, invade. Um, But don't fucking invade my space but don't in hug. any other context. Yeah, don't hug him. <laughs> I'm fine with a good hug if, if I like somebody, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it d depends on the context. In most instances, I, I will say if we don't if we don't know each other like that, if I haven't expressly sort of opened the door for hugging, uh, you know, don't don't put your hands on me if we happen to meet in person. We'll, we'll just dap up and we'll be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, I think that about that about does it for the evening. If you want to call in or leave a uh, Send us a text message. It's 260-222. I don't know. What is it? It just went out of my head. 260-222-8341. If you do call in, just make sure you keep it a minute and a half or under. And that'll about do her for this week. We'll catch you on the next episode. We'll give you a yes show report. Oh, yeah. We will give you a yes. The scene report. The prog scene report. Right, right. Yeah, so stay tuned It's the 50th anniversary of Close to the Edge. Yeah, and also, like, I think there's only, like, two original guys in the band. Yeah, I mean, they've had, like, 100. It's basically just, it's the same thing as going and seeing an orchestra playing Bach at this point. Yeah, 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 basically. They're just, like, a yes scab lineup playing hits, you know? Right, right. It's fine because the tickets are free. So yeah, they should. It. If they were smart, mm -hmm. yes, would have been like the fucking residents yeah. and never revealed their identity. Yes, exactly. So then it could just be it anybody. It doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, they they got a bunch of yes doom bots up there. I know. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>